Coming up on today's show, the PS5 and Xbox Series X unboxings are live. CD Projekt Red delays Cyberpunk 2077 yet again. And we've got hands-on impressions of Watch Dogs Legion. And welcome to another episode of the What's Good Games Podcast, your source for video game news, commentary, analysis, and funny stuff every Friday. I'm Andrea Renee, joined by Miss Brittany Brombacher. Hello! And Miss Christine Steimer. Hello! Nice! <laughs> Nailed it! <laughs> Love it. Whether it's your first episode or your 202nd episode, we're glad that you are here to chat with us about some video games. And by chat with us, I mean leave us comments at youtube.com slash what's good games or tweet to us at what's good underscore games. Maybe you visited our YouTube channel and saw Brittany's hilarious unboxing of the Xbox Series X or my unboxing of the PS5 where I threw lots of pieces of cardboard. That cracked me up. You're just like, huh, manual, fuck it. Oh, cardboard, fuck it. Just throw in everything. I mean, that's real. Somebody came after me in the comments about disregarding all of the paperwork that came with each of the things in that unboxing video. And I was like, listen, did you really want me to go over the documentation for how to plug the DualSense charging station in? People just get really precious with like, oh, you were given a thing, therefore you must fucking honor every bit of garbage that they <laughs> put in the box. Oh. And you're like, look, like, we don't need to talk about the manual. You can the, read the manual the manual's on your own feelings, when you get your own PlayStation later this month yeah, or next month. There you go. The manual's feelings won't be hurt. I promise. It's going to be fine. manual has no feelings. It's just paper. Exactly. And I made sure to keep them all. I didn't throw them away. Mm. I just didn't go through them on camera. We, we just know. tossed them aside for dramatic effect. It's exactly. okay. <laughs> exactly. For, dr for drama, as Steimer said. Uh, we do have some news to get to today, including some news on the new consoles and the imminent console launch. But I want to make sure to give a big shout out and thank you to October's Patreon producers, Chewy's Godson, California Cated, Justin Foshi, Punctified, Ferris Atia, Mohammed Mohammed, Marcus Brown, Alex Rogopoulos, and David Icolucci. Thank you for supporting our little show here. And welcome to our Patreon community, Renata Sucha, Charles Vanek, Antoinette Sliven, Claire Hagardi, CW Slate, Sean Little, and Jairo Morales. And don't forget, not only can you be part of the show by submitting your questions every week at patreon.com slash what's good games. We have lots of fun membership perks like hand-drawn postcards, which are going out late for the month of October because I haven't made them yet. Please forgive me. It's been busy. I'm sorry, everybody. They're going to be like a week or so late, maybe two weeks late. That's my bad. That's my bad. The postcards should just say oops on it. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> exactly. Just a giant, oops. just a giant oops. <laughs> um, and also we have an ad-free version of the podcast, but today... We have no sponsors, so the whole thing is ad-free. Welcome, everybody. Or should I say welcome. you're welcome? You're welcome. You're yeah. Everybody yeah. is welcome. Everyone's welcome. welcome. Yes. You are welcome, and you're welcome. That Steimer gif is live now on the internet, by the way. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I'm doing this for you. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. So good. <laughs> 
All right, Brittany. Uh, it looks like we have some fun new podcast reviewers as well. We do. We have C. Lambo, Takibi KB, Winterhold King 69. Nice. Ooh. Mm, and Dams Tzach. I don't know how you pronounce T-Z-H by itself, but you know they're Dams Tzach. Anyway, thank you all so much. I know we say it every week. It really helps us out. And it's really a nice little ego booster, you know, to go th- read those little reviews. And it makes us feel all warm and fuzzy. So thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's das nice. boost. Das boost. It's nice. Um, all right. Without further ado, let's get into the news. And the first one is all about Cyberpunk 2077, one of the most anticipated games coming to next-gen consoles and current-gen consoles this fall, has yet again been delayed. And this one, I think, was really shocking to a lot of people, especially considering that CD Projekt Red had already started rolling out their commercial campaign and their social media team very cheekily said there wouldn't be any more delays. But apparently the studio found out the same time we did with rumors alleging that they got an email the moment the announcement went live online, which is kind of bonkers to think about. Mm -hmm. So, Britt, would you please do me the honor and uh, read this story for me? Absolutely. So this comes from Games Radar. Cyberpunk 2077 was delayed to December 10th to improve its performance on PS4 and Xbox One, according to reports from CD Projekt Red's latest financial conference call. Polish news site PAP Business attended the call sorry i said it so dramatic job. thanks attended the call which was hosted by cd project ceo adam kaczynski and other members of the company's executive leadership according to its write-up the executives explained that quote this situation is different compared to cyberpunk 2077's previous delays while the game plays well on pc and next-gen consoles the company needs more time to make sure cyberpunk 2077 is also satisfactory on current gen systems the official delay announcement from yesterday lines up with this message citing the difficulty of testing the game across nine versions (laughs) and two console generations. Quote, since Cyberpunk 2077 evolved towards almost being a next-gen title somewhere along the way, we need to make sure everything works well and every version runs smoothly. Kaczynski said in the call, quote, we are firm on delivering the new release date of December 10th and that releasing on November 19th would have been possible and still is. But the way the game will hopefully, but this way the game will hopefully make a better early impression, which will make a big impact in the long run. Quote, the decision was not easy, but we know there's just one release, and the first impression is crucial. Kaczynski added that CD Projekt Red plans to implement some organizational changes to its technical departments in response to the delay, as, quote, too many things were put together at late stages. Oh, man. Game development is hard. Nine versions. Especially like they they mentioned going across console generations for sure. Yeah. It's such a bummer that this happened. And one of the things that I had tweeted about when this announcement went live was that I anticipated, like I'm sure a lot of people did, that Cyberpunk 2077 was going to be the big contender at the Game Awards against... The Last of Us Part 2, and now they've pretty much opened the way for Tilu 2 to go in and sweep a bunch of categories. Not to say that Tilu 2 wasn't going to anyway. Clearly, Naughty Dog is a critical darling whenever they release anything because they make great games. But I think a lot of us were really looking forward to seeing the face-off between these two behemoth titles this year, and obviously looking forward to playing them this fall. But I think 
I also was happily breathing a sigh yeah. of relief. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm right there with you because it just gives you so much more time. And I kind of did want to take my winter break anyway to just like bunker down with cyberpunk. So this way I kind of get to clear off a few of the other review games and then selfishly just be able to go into cyberpunk and stay there for quite a while. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point because, yeah, this will come out right around, you know, winter break for what's good and of people across the globe. Well, at least those of you who care about Christmas. Anywho, yeah, it'll be a nice little holiday game because you don't, you know, you're not doing anything anyway during that time. Might as well just play yeah. Cyberpunk. That's awesome. That's a good point. But no, I'm also relieved because there's a, a lot happening. There's a lot. Yeah. A lot. I do feel really bad for the the dev teams, though, especially yeah. those who have really tried hard to make this the other date happened because they kept getting pushed right this is like the third or fourth time we've seen this game bump dates um and for it to really just be because of the older versions has got to sting a little bit um and also i think somebody else mentioned this on twitter i think it was another game dev i follow like the financial impact of like not hitting black friday and not hitting a lot of those deals anymore is really like that that's a that hurts <laughs> so like this is not a decision as they said that you would be ma- you would be making lightly to miss a lot of those, those right mm-hmm. i i kind of wonder what would have happened if instead of delaying the launch they had said hey we are having some problems with our development. We're going to release as is because we're gold, we're certified. So clearly they got waivers from Xbox and PlayStation knowing that there were bugs. Like a lot of games do. A lot of games have day one patches, so they go through certification anyway. But said, hey, we're going to release and it's going to be, you know, good on next gen. It's going to be great on PC. And the current gen, you're going to have a couple bumps in the road until we can get this patch out. It's going to take us another week or two and wondering, you know, would the result have been the same with people being supportive and upset? Because we saw, you know, a lot of people online being very supportive of CD Projekt Red, but then multiple members of the studio publicly acknowledging death threats, threats of violence, really nasty stuff being said to the developers working on this game because they delayed it, which again is absolutely appalling and disgusting and uncalled for and unacceptable. And I feel nothing but, you know, sympathy for for those dev teams that have been busting their ass for months and years at this point to get the game out. And the heartbreaking decision they must have made to announce this delay, thinking that they did it, you know, lightly is just asinine. (sighs) Yeah. I don't know about like... I do know that CDP in general really tries to keep players in mind. So like, even if you mention the whole patch thing and all that stuff, Oh, it's coming later. It won't work very well at the front. You have to remember, like that's not your whole audience. Um, that's even going to be able to see that message. So I do applaud them for being like, look, we really can't rely on a patch. That's going to come even a few weeks after launch. Um, I would, I do think it'd be interesting if they had tried to launch on next gen first and then mm. said the Xbox, the older generation will come later. Um, so just kept their release date for the new things. Let the new shiny toy people get their game first. <laughs> shiny toy and people. then been like, sorry, like we are working really hard on the older versions. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> I honestly don't think that would have necessarily been a bad call because they could have kept the PC and next gen launch you know, on November 19th. They yeah. could have kept them in contention for a lot of awards. It would have made it 
you know, a lot easier for gaming media creators and traditional journalism outlets alike to be able to do coverage. Having the game be delayed in this manner, giving people far fewer days before holiday breaks to be able to do coverage is going to be tough for them as well. And it makes the team have to work now over the holidays, making sure everything is up and running and working smoothly you know, because they don't have that yeah. buffer like yeah. three to four weeks before they can fully take a break, you know, at the end of the year. Not that they probably would have anyway, but maybe they wouldn't have been as crunched over the holidays as they're going to have to be now. We have a question from but, patron Andy T. Do you feel with all of the delays of Cyberpunk, they're setting an expectation now for the game that will be impossible to meet, regardless of how great the game may be? I feel like this is a double-edged sword in one sense because I feel like the more delays a game receives, like the less your faith kind of remains with it in some regards. But in yeah. another sense, like when it comes, I was thinking about this today. When was the last game you ladies can remember that had so much fucking hype behind it and had such high expectations other than Cyberpunk? Red Dead Redemption 2, probably. Mm, that's a fair one. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely that one, uh, although that one was a little steadier in terms of development. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tilu 2, I think, is up there, but because Tilu is exclusive, it wasn't as broad of a reach as Red Dead Redemption 2 had. But I think when you think of big, massive, beautiful, polished games that, you know, are people are excited about, I th automatically think of Rockstar. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's fair. And this is a new IP, obviously. Well, not new, brand new if you're going to count like the history of the tabletop and whatnot. Right. Of Whereas course, like right. with Tilu and like Red Dead, like, okay, you know, you built like that really amazing first one. How's the second one going to hold up? This is a brand new thing. But I mean, I don't think, what do you ladies think? Do you think the delay is resetting expectations or like how do you think people are receiving it overall? I think overall, what I've seen is the vast majority of people are like, I will wait. I don't care how long it takes. If you guys need another year, I'm going to be bummed and sad because I took time off of work. <laughs> there was yes. a very public thread with that one guy who was like, I literally asked you <laughs> if I should take time off of work and you said we're good to go. And then they came back and wrote, well, fuck. <laughs> well, can you untake time off of work? Can you do that? <laughs> I think overall, most people are happy to wait a couple more weeks. Again, for, for most of us around the world, it's leading right into holiday where we'll have at least a little bit of time to play. And it gives all of the games in November are a little bit more room to breathe. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Call of Duty, Black Ops Cold War. What you know, else, we Andrea? We're going to be talking about Watch Dogs Legion. There is this little Japanese game I think some people might be playing. <laughs> an indie game. Um, it's a little indie game. It's just a yeah. little indie game from Sega. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <clears throat> Yakuza. Um, so there's there's no shortage of games to play. Demon Souls, I know a lot of people were excited about. Spider-Man Miles Morales, of course, coming as yes. well. So there's... There's plenty of things to play this holiday, and that's just a small sampling. So um, we don't need to belabor this. Um, we empathize and sympathize with people who have to make tough decisions about their creative work. So yes. hopefully everybody at CDPR is doing okay. And also, just be kind. Don't be, don't don't be, be a an dick. asshole. Don't if you feel obligated to tweet something nice to CDPR, I'm sure they would be very grateful. Yes. All right, on to the next story. Well, it's not really a story so much as just an acknowledgement that 
you guys probably noticed that the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X unboxing embargo released this week. Graciously, Xbox sent us Series Xs for our evaluation. We are not allowed to talk about playing them yet. We're not allowed to talk about the games that we have for them yet. That's coming at a later date. And no, I'm not allowed to tell you when that date is. I'm sorry. It's not my fault. It's I don't make the rules. mystery. <laughs> but it's like it's like the uh, the gif of the guy. He's like, it's happening. Hey. Okay, that's it. <laughs> I like exactly. it. You got me hyped there for like two seconds, Simer. That yeah, that's about as long as my hype runs. <laughs> yeah, and I know Britt has been anxiously awaiting Yakuza like a dragon. Oh. So, <clears throat> sorry. Yeah. You're about to go back into a, a husbando hole. Oh, they're all waiting oh, for that, me. All of them. That's quite the way I'm crazy. <laughs> husband? Did you, call, did you say husbando <laughs> hole? I, okay, sure. She did. Sure, I yeah. Did. I'll hop into that hole. No hesitation. Head first. Give me all the husbando holes. Let's go. Okay. <clears throat> Well, on that note. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, the PlayStation 5 arrived as well. We will have more impressions on that. Of course, again, same thing applies. PlayStation said, we have rolling embargoes. You can't say when they are, but I will, of course, talk to you guys about hands-on impressions as soon as I am able to. This is a great time to remind you, if you have not yet subscribed to youtube.com slash Games or hit the notification so you know when we upload videos, now would be a great time to do so. We would love your support. Anytime over would there. be a great time to do so, but now would be especially great. <laughs> exactly. Lots of fun content coming for the next gen console launches. Content that I didn't get to do. So, Brittany, I loved how in your Series X unboxing video, you called out the fact that this is the first time you've gotten a console ahead of the retail launch. And it's also the first time I've gotten a brand new console ahead of the retail launch. Now, we did get Xbox One X's as well but that wasn't the beginning of the generation right that was just like right. a like a step up of the current generation and so i think it's a really kind of special moment for us here at what's good games kind of recognizing that we've been working in the video game industry for such a long time and collectively have so many years of professional experience but this is the first time we kind of get to be part of this cool hype moment along with all of you and so yeah. uh, that's, that's that's cool it feels good man feels real feel good. good feels real yeah. good yeah yeah um i did have a few news items regarding the PlayStation 5 launch. Today, the team at Young Horses announced along with PlayStation yeah. that Bugsnacks... Exactly. Bugsnacks is actually going to be coming to PlayStation Plus for free Ooh. when it launches on the PS5. So this is a brand new announcement. This is really exciting and Bug interesting. Snacks for everyone. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Free snacks, everybody. Bugsnacks it is still going to be twenty four ninety nine when it launches on the Epic Game Store. But if you own a PlayStation and you want to... Check out Bug Snacks. You can do so for free if you have a PlayStation Plus subscription. So good. Speaking of PlayStation Plus, Sony also Ooh. revealed a complete list of the games that are going to be available to play on the PlayStation 5 at launch that are part of the PlayStation Plus collection. Of course, this is just an added value bonus that they announced if you are a PlayStation Plus subscriber. So the list of games is pretty impressive. I'm just going to run down them quickly because there isn't like a giant list. So it's Batman Arkham Knight, Battlefield 1, Bloodborne, Call of Duty Black Ops 3, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, Days Gone, Detroit Become Human, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 15 Royal Edition, God of War, Infamous Second Son, Monster Hunter World, Mortal Kombat X, Persona 5, Ratchet and Clank, Resident Evil 7, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered, Until Dawn, and Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. Cool. 
Nice. Nice. Yeah. All for free. All, All for, for free. Well, not technically. Well, not technically. Well. Air free. But, well. but like if you're going to be playing online online. games, you're going to have a PlayStation Plus subscription. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. And these games will see performance improvements and have the new game help system, on-screen tips and guidance. So there you go. Perfect. Exactly. Hop in. So that's cool. So hopefully you guys are hype. Let us know. Uh, if there's one console or the other that you hype are hyped for, we're going to be doing lots of coverage. So um, speaking of new consoles, Brittany, there is a story here about Series X and Series S. Yeah, just a little short tidbit of news. So this comes from IGN. Microsoft has said that it's performed more than 500,000 hours of testing to confirm that every game playable on the Xbox One from the original Xbox, Xbox 360, and the One itself will also work on its next-gen consoles, the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S launch except for those connect games lo siento that's a lot of testing time that's a lot of hours that's a lot of fucking time how many days that's, is that hold on hold on hold on uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna do many. some math there. i wonder how many people are on that team divided by 24 that is 20,833 days my guess that's, is probably that they have some sort of bot obviously like running these things right and testing <laughs> running all this stuff in the background but anyway I just think it's so cool. It's it's nice to finally have a console generation coming up where it feels like, okay, yeah, like the last generation isn't going to be completely ignored for those people, especially who can only afford to get the new consoles if they sell their older consoles. It's like mm-hmm. all of your games can come with you. You don't have to worry about having tons of consoles everywhere. It felt so good to kind of unplug my One X and like my old consoles when I was setting up my Series X and be like, ah, oh, you know, I don't need you anymore. I loved you, but I don't need you. You can be free. You can be free. And by free, I mean you can go in a box. In a room yeah, where I'll forget know. about you. See, I haven't done that yet. Um, I'm I'm not quite ready, and also mostly because <laughs> there's a the very limited amount of yet. things that we can play on the new consoles right now ahead of launch. Because the vast majority of titles, including the third party titles, which are going to be you know the hefty part of the launch lineup, aren't getting day one patches for the new consoles until the consoles launch. Yeah, and so um, I'm still. I'm still rocking my old gen. My old gen boys gonna ride or die for the next couple of weeks and then we're gonna, you know, yes, sweet, sweet spend goodbye. those precious moments with them. Yeah. <laughs> Love them, stroke them, kiss Say them. goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, I think I can count the number of times on a on one hand that I t- took my like PS3 or 360 out this generation. Same. I did it for you because I don't Dead own Souls. either of those anymore. Oh, Just really? Just got rid of them. Yeah. Just uh-huh. got rid of them. Okay. Uh-huh. May as well. Yeah, I only did it for Yakuza Dead Souls, and then I did it when I wanted to play Mass Effect back in the day. And that was it. Back before yeah, all that back and pet. gotten a... That thing still hasn't been announced. Anniversary It has, it has not. <laughs> I'm, holding, I'm holding out hope for N7 Day. Or, uh, oh, oh, shit. For some reason, I was like, that already happened, Andrea. And I'm like, oh, my no, God, no, it no, hasn't. It's okay. No, I thought we were in August. Not yet. I feel like I don't know where Summer, I am. I thought, I thought we were in August, like, yesterday. So it's okay. No, I keep oh, fast forwarding. I'm like, is it December? <laughs> Are we there yet? I don't blame you. Now that the weather's starting to get cold, I put socks on for the first time since, like, May. <laughs> Literally, it's so hot. It was, like, 90 degrees just, like, a week ago, okay? Yeah. Oh, and it God. finally got cold. Oh, like no. the house got down to like 64 degrees and I was like, all right, it's time for socks. Oh, no. And I always wear socks in my house, but that's because I'm always cold. Even oh, if it's warm. No. My yeah, I just run. I just run hot. So I only put socks on when I'm like real cold. Oh. And then John gets mad because he's like, can't we just turn the heat on? And I was like, no, because it's going to be like 80 degrees tomorrow. We're not turning the heat on. Just put a sweatshirt on. <laughs> I've been living in socks. And because of that, my winter trophy are in full effect. No shame in nice. that game. Yeah. Winter trophies. 
<laughs> I just bought some new winter slippers. Oh, there you go. Lovely. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Enough about our feet. As much oh, as I some mean. members of this audience <laughs> would like us to talk about them. Uh, Simer, uh, mm. would you mind recapping this oh, Nintendo goodness. Direct? <laughs> sure. Uh, via Destructoid, they, they went ahead and gave us a nice little rundown of what happened on apparently a Nintendo Direct that happened that I blinked and missed. <laughs> I blinked and missed it too. <laughs> <laughs> Billed as the, quote, last partner showcase of the year, Nintendo dropped some news on us today from studios both big and indie via the Nintendo Direct Mini. Oh my God, how adorable. <laughs> Partner Showcase. Here's the rundown. First up, Bravely Default 2. Uh, after getting a roughly four minute rundown of some of the game's mechanics, Nintendo dropped the news that the game finally has a release date. And that is, get your pencils out, February 26th, 2021. Um, quote, quote later today so i imagine it is already out on the internet uh you'll get a full video rundown of some of the fan requested changes based on the demo mm. also story of seasons <gasps> pioneers of olive town is due on march 23rd 2021 there's also videos of that you can go look up um surviving the aftermath has a spring 2021 window on switch immortals phoenix rising also coming to switch december 3rd nintendo reminded us that a way forward bakugan game is due on november 3rd the card-based Griftlands Switch Edition has a summer 2021 window for Switch. Tropico 6 is arriving on the Switch on November 6th of this year. Um, and then we're also getting cloud versions, which I don't know what that means, of Hitman 3 due in 2021 and Control Ultimate Edition, which is out the day that this thing was out. So it's already up. You can go get it. Um, and then let's see. No More Heroes 1 and 2 is out today. Again, in the past, it's already out. Go get it. And while No More Heroes 3 still coming 2021, Part-Time UFO uh, from HAL Laboratory is also out. So you can grab that. And then there's going to be a Hyrule's Warri Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity demo that, again, already exists. You can go grab all this stuff right now. How exciting is that? This is one so of exciting Nintendo things where they're like, oh. by the way, we're going to drop uh, the direct. There was a question, which actually it was basically my question, uh, from Mr. Yasman from our Patreon community. It says, I was wondering to hear your thoughts on Control being cloud, being a probably a cloud-only mm -hmm. version for the Switch, and do you see this being a success? I don't know if Nintendo will be able to pull it off, especially how they handle their online stuff. So the cloud stuff was only in Japan until this announcement. So, for example, games like Resident Evil 7, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, there's one more Fantasy Star Online too. The only way you could play these games in Japan was through the cloud, because if you look at the size of these games, Nintendo's internal storage is only, like, what, 32 gigs? So I think yeah, it, it's not can't do it. Right. And plus, like these games are just too beefy for the switch. So, yeah, in Japan, what they've been doing is they've had this little cloud streaming service. So for the first time, it's being brought over here. And for obviously the games that you just mentioned. And from what I've read that it, it's, it sounds like it works like, OK, like it works decent. It just depends again on like your Internet. And obviously, like, you know, you can't really travel with it because if you do, then you have to switch hotspots depending on, like, if you're on the bus or you're on the subway or maybe you're at a restaurant. Yeah. And then that usually causes you to get kicked out. So anyway, that's what that's all about. Uh, whether or not it'll be successful, I think, with anything that's online-based and streaming-based, it's just going to depend on, like, where you're at and what your resources available are. But yeah, it's for Nintendo. Sure. But at least, they're, at least they're trying. Like, good for you. Uh, but some of the other announcements that I kind of got my got my panties in a tight and twisted bundle, obviously, like the first one being the story of Seasons Pioneer of Olive Town. <laughs> 
So excited. So the last story of Seasons game we got was obviously Friends of Mineral Town, which I talked about on, on the show. But before that, before... Um, oh my God, look at these cows. Oh my, oh God, my look, God, look, look how chickens. fucking cute it looks. Uh, it looks so, so, cute. so, oh, cute. so <laughs> cute. So the last other one we got was Trio of Towns, which came out in 2016. That was the last like major installment, and that was on the 3DS. So we knew they were working on like a brand new installment, and then this is it. And so what looks really cute about this, <gasps> right? Look at, look. Sorry, I saw the baby fox. No, no, really like, excited. please, squ- like, squeal. It makes me so happy to share all this with all of you. Okay. okay. So essentially, it's like the the tried and true, like, your grandfather and his friends ran this little community or this little farm, and you're leaving your old they city in the life. The yeah, they all, yep, yep. You are leaving <laughs> your life in the city behind to try to, like, make something out of what was once something great. And for the most part, Whoa. like... Right? So we're watching on Mass YouTube. clearing trees? Mm-hmm. YouTube.com. <laughs> I said comms. YouTube.com slash what's good games. And it looks like a mix of Trio of Towns and Story of Seasons Friends of Mineral Town, which was the recent remake they did, which really incorporated a lot of quality of life improvements. Like you said, like the mass clearing <laughs> of trees and then everything like comes back to you. It's like you don't have to go fetch it yourself. And yeah, what, you're basically magnetized. All the stuff yeah. just automatically comes to you. And the character models look much more real. They're not like these really cute blobs with huge eyes. Like they actually have legs and arms, which is nice. But the animals look fake yeah. as fuck. But I'm oh my god, look at these it. giant oh cows! God, yes, no. the yes. cows are ginormous. The llamas are adorable. Yeah. So you you see the cows, you see the the chickens, the sheep, the rabbits. I think that there's an there was an ox in there. I'm pretty sure that's new. So yeah. that's exciting that we're getting new. Here we're looking at the town and again. I love that the character models actually look like people and they don't look like blobs. So for me, oh that's god, like I'm awesome. So excited. Yep. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. And so kind of reading a little. <gasps> you can get married. There's a wedding dress, girl. Yeah, you get married. <laughs> you fucking oh bang people. Oh my god. So reading, Do you hold uh-huh. things over your head and give them to them? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, Timer. That is what it's all about. I really want to court someone that way. I did that to Jason <laughs> just for a while. Like I just want to hold something over my head. <laughs> like, but it like has to be a giant egg or something stupid. <laughs> and then you give it to them over and over again. And eventually I want them to be like, will you marry me? And I'll be like, hell yeah, I will. I'll give you 15 eggs. <laughs> exactly. That's how you court people. And I love it so much. So like Hilarious. reading about it on the uh, website, there's some things that sound like it's going to be a little bit more innovative this time around. So there's a new cast of marriage candidates, a town that grows and thrives alongside your farm and a request system. So that's pretty new. I mean, the marriage candidates are aren't but the request system does sound new and if you find earth sprites they might lead you to mysterious fantastical lands such as gardens where the series never change an island in the sky or even the inside of a volcano i don't know what the fuck that means but i'm absolutely here for it and yes, you can give me some weird molten creature that's what i'm saying give me some molten crops i don't fucking care and it looks Ooh. like a mixture i've seen a lot of influences from stardew valley in this as well thus oh, yeah. like all of the like efficient tools like we saw the watering we saw the customization of your farm there was some of that in trio of towns but definitely not in this level anyway i am so fucking excited it also looks like i mean slightly uh animal crossing in the like exactly town with like here's where my pathways go oh yeah no i when i saw building the path i was like no i can't i can't i can't do it i can i i'm so i'm excited i'm so excited i used to be super into sim games like a long time ago um spending a lot of time in games like sim farm and then there was like when i was really big into tablet gaming um in like the early 2010s when i was hosting an ipad show i got really big into this game called fiona's flowers where all you did was like grow flower patches (laughs) and 
that seeing them grow all the different crops really kind of reminded me of that. And obviously my love of animal crossing is very well known at this point. Yeah. So maybe I'll have to check this one out, Britt. I hope you do. Yeah. When is that one coming out? March March. 3rd, 2021. Okay, nice. Yeah. I did. I like read over it, but I couldn't remember because Britt, you always talk about this. You're always like, there's this one, which isn't very good. And there's another one, which is kind of like whatever. And then there's the good one. And I couldn't remember if Story Seasons was the good one. Yeah, yeah. No, Story of Seasons (laughs) is the good one. Harvest Moon is the one that's not good. Think of like, well, I don't know. There was another one. Isn't there a third that you were talking about just Are you talking about My Time at Portia? Yeah, maybe. Okay. We have a sequel mm. that we talked about on the Monday show. Yeah, and they hit their Kickstarter goal of 100K. That one's really good, too. That was one of my favorite games okay. from last year. But no, Story of Seasons, you can't go wrong with that. But Harvest Moon, you unfortunately want to stay away from. There is a new Harvest Moon coming out early next year as well. I don't know if it's... I think it's around the same time. But uh, mm. save yourself. I'll play that one and I'll report Get back. Get Harvest Moon. Yeah. I get that. You gotta go to series. Olive Town. Yes. Oh, my God. Also, olives are delicious. They are. That's what I'm saying. It's just a 10 oh, out of 10 already. Sound tasty. I'm so excited. Didn't Story of Seasons just get a brand new merch line with insert coin? They did. Yes. They have this awesome, really, really cute merch line. And my favorite item they have is the strawberry cow hoodie. So it looks <gasps> like those It looks like those big cows. I a strawberry. Yes. What <laughs> a cow. I want that with Steimer's head on the cow's head, though. But anywho, yeah, it's oh, like okay. one of those big cows, but it's pink, which means it produces strawberry milk. And then they have these cute little, has a cute little strawberry like bell attached to the back of it. I know. It's just so fucking wholesome. And then there's like, I think chocolate cow, which is more of like a dark brown color. It's just precious. Oh, and then there's um, like a, oh, there's like an uh, orange one. Maybe, hmm, can't remember what it is. Anyway, they're all so cute. We're about to go look it up on the internet right now. I'm looking it up right now. And I thought it was kind of interesting that Insert Coins partnered with story of seasons it's awesome but i'm like that just seems like a really random partnership but now that this just got announced it's like okay now it kind of starts makes me make a little like sense a tote bag. <gasps> look it yeah so the this is the oh i'm on the wrong page here we go this is the sweatshirt and insert coin has a oh amazing God, brand we've worked with them a lot over the years <gasps> look, at, look that. at this look at this can look. we get this because i want it yeah it looks really cute so it's got a little cow there uh, oh my god is, does her shirt have and it has little, little strawberries. strawberries all over it. On the pocket, Let's it's see. just strawberries. I think the shirt is all the little animals, like the little fox friends and the little. Oh, my God. I want this. Yeah. yeah. I want this, too. Holy shit. I've never wanted a clothing line more in my life. And I don't really like video game clothing that much. But this shit's cute. I know. <laughs> it's I know. It's really cute. It's just the most wholesome series. Here's me ever just play. like patiently waiting for my ridiculously expensive order of black milk supermarket <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Wait, what's the tote bag? Oh, is it the chicken? It's the chicken. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's. Isn't so that just too. so cute? Oh. It keeps going. Yeah, it keeps the, the ratio of the picture keeps getting. Oh, look at that. Oh, oh my God. I haven't seen that one. Aww. It's a little rabbits and chickens. Yeah, I don't know why that's doing why that. Is it doing I don't know. That's odd. Know. <laughs> okay, this is some very cute things. I would totally wear that hoodie and I would totally wear that t shirt and I would totally carry that tote bag. Yeah. There you go. So <laughs> it's her coin. I, I told Hello. Brittany, I go, I've never played a story of seasons game. <laughs> But that hoodie is really cute. That cow, that <laughs> strawberry cow is really cute. So yeah. cute. So wholesome. Oh, oh man. <sighs> All right. I think that is going to wrap up our Nintendo Direct Mini. We don't really have a lot more news except Brittany. Oh, yeah. Oh. There is one last thing that we want to mention. Oh, yes, there about is. About Resident Evil. We're going to go from cutesy little farm animals to blood gore and zombies. Okay. Hmm, yeah, delicious. so 
in September, Resident Evil Infinite Darkness was announced. This is an original Netflix animated series with Leon Kennedy and Claire Redfield. We know close to nothing about it. We still know close to nothing about it. But anyway, I digress. We got these really cool pictures of Claire and Leon. And I mean, I think it's cool because, of course, I do. But what's interesting about this is that this series is going to be canon. And so if you look at it, so if you go back to Leon Leon looks... Oh, for some reason, I thought this was going to be live action. No, there is a live action series. <laughs> so you have the CG oh, series. Oh, a different one? <laughs> yeah, you have the okay. CG Netflix. You have the live action Netflix, which stars Wesker, which is like the main antagonist, and his two daughters. And then you Got have the actual it. film that's happening as well. There's a lot going on. Um, okay. So, so what's interesting about this is that if you look at those pictures, you have Claire and Leon. And if you look at the canon game lore from about... Let's just call it 1999 because Resident Evil 3 and Code Veronica ends in December of 1998. Code Veronica does. So you have the space from 1999 to about 2005, which is when Resident Evil 4 takes place, which is when Leon is whisked away to Spain to take place in RE4, like I just said. We don't really know what's going on with those characters during that time period. So we have about six years of five to six years of the lost years uh, the lost years yes yeah, like the lost levels but the lost years of resident evil that capcom could tell this really interesting story because we don't know like claire hasn't really been a, a very prominent character besides resident evil 2 she was also in code veronica obviously and then it, the next game she was in was in resident evil revelation 2 which i think came out in like 2016 2017 i can't remember i don't know i don't know i'll look it up for you Britt. okay thanks anywho it's just exciting to think that we're getting some canon filler on what these two characters were doing, and I think that's incredibly exciting. And that's all I really got. Rejoice with me, especially when Molly Bittner, who's been playing through all the Resident Evil games, and on it our... It looks like Code Veronica's initial release was February 3rd, 2000. Yeah, but the game takes place in 1998. It's oh, well, then what the... were you asking? About like, Revelations 2. Oh, Revelations. Oh, my bad. There's re- Yeah, Revelations 2. I think that one takes place in 2011. Oh. oh, wait, where it takes place or when it was released? When it, it takes place. It was released place. February 24th, 2015. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it takes place it's... in 2011. It's a whole Maybe thing. on the Wikipedia? It's a whole thing. It doesn't really matter. All I know is that this is exciting. And 2011? Yeah. Yes, it does. It's set in the, the between Resident Evil 5 and Resident Evil 6 in 2011. Okay, you yeah, nailed yeah. it, Britt. Okay, great. Good. You are our very own Wikipedia page for this game. I try. I try. And he rejoiced exactly. my Resident Evil fans. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. What I was saying is, if you're not a fan, a fan of our Facebook fan page or a member of it, you should join it because there's a lot of fun conversations that take place. And awesome member of our community, Molly Bittner, has been playing every Resident Evil game. And she's been posting these awesome recaps like every week. I think she's gone through, oh, I don't know, most of them at this point. So it's really fun. So we have these fun conversations. And then there's been a thread where we're all like listing our favorite Resident Evil games. Anywho, it's just a fun time. Aw. Yeah. I guess you join. That's fun. Facebook, what's the URL? Facebook.com slash groups slash WGG, What's Good Games. You can also just Google What's Good Games Facebook fan page and. Yep, that's it. The, yeah. the, the interweb will get you there. Do it. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm sure we can count on you to keep tabs on that. Absolutely. Wonderful. Safe bet. And that's going to bring us to the end of our news blog. When we come back, we have hands-on impressions with Watch Dogs Legion, plus a couple of other things. Stick with us, everybody. We'll be right back. All right, quickly, we have some announcements. 
Lights off may be over, but we went out with a bang, oh. playing Dead by Daylight with Zombie Kills and Rihanna Manuel, and of course the three of us. It was a lot of fun. We're currently working on VOD cutdowns of the streams that we are going to be posting to youtube.com slash what's good games, but of course you guys can go to twitch.tv slash what's good games if you guys want to watch the full streams. Overall, I think it was really fun, and I love that we got to play a lot of games co-op together. I know. I was more thinking that I was a little bit bummed that I felt like my murder run through was slightly botched due to the map. Like, I feel like I would have <laughs> maybe killed everyone if I had had a map that wasn't so like narrow and tight. Like it was Ew. so hard. To, we got basically the Demogorgon map. Yes, but I was the Stranger the, Things map. I was playing the Hillbilly, which required, like you have a chainsaw, you gotta rev it up and then get them. But if somebody turns a corner in that time, you, you are, you you, you don't hit them. You, you killed me, Samir. You killed, I killed me. two of you. Yeah. Brittany and... Oh, I killed zombie. a zombie. Yeah. yeah. I felt good about killing her. Yeah. <laughs> out, of, out of context, quote. Um, because she was the, be quote unquote, like most... Not best, but the most... Uh, I think hands down she was the, be she's yeah. the best player. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's the best player. Without question. She's had... like She had, she plays the game a lot. She plays it every Thursday, I think she said on her channel. So oh, yeah. the fact she's that good. I did manage to get her, I was like, haha, pat myself on the back. Yeah, yeah. you did great. You and did. I... I agree with you that you got you got a bad luck of the draw there, um, but it was fun. Rihanna made a great escape when you were the killer that um, so Doc Brooke made a clip of that you guys can check out on our. Channel. I wasn't sure if I could follow her outside. You can't. Can't. No. Okay, I didn't think so. Like I was. It was like once she's out that gate, that means she has escaped. Okay, I figured yeah. as much, but I saw her out there, and part of me was like, do I go for it? Do like, but then I'm not, I wasn't sure what would happen. I didn't want to break the game, so I just stayed inside. Yeah. Oh. I was like, I don't know this game well enough to like. There are a couple maps shit. that have interior sections that you can go outside, but that particular section, she was actually that was her escaping. So you got it. Followed I her just there. saw her going but. off into the darkness. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun, and I want to thank everybody who participated in our fundraising. You guys got us to four thousand dollars raised for Able Gamers. We are one thousand dollars away from our team goal of five thousand dollars. So I'm going to be doing a screen stream on Halloween. Ooh this Saturday, October 31st, starting at 3 p.m. Pacific time. I'm going to be doing a couple of different games. So I have been talking about doing my Animal Crossing yard sale for a long time, and Saturday is going to be the day. We're going to be doing some Animal Crossing trick-or-treating, as you guys know. Um, Jack the Halloween Czar is going to be showing up on everybody's mm -hmm. islands. So I'm excited to finally clean out my inventory and get rid of a bunch of items so if you guys want to come by I hope you do so I'm also going to be playing some Among Us going to be playing some more Dead by Daylight because I bought a bunch of DLC yeah, on Monday did. night um, and I want to be able to use it and so I'm going to be streaming for a couple of hours at least three or four hours so hopefully you guys can pop on by and help us get over that last little bit to get us to our $5,000 goal raised for Able Gamers Friends of the show, Zombie Kills, and Spawn on Me's Khalif Adams are also going to be streaming earlier in the day. They're starting at 12 p.m. Pacific time. They're doing um, uh, Treats and Treats, where they have been collecting gifts and, and money, and then they're going to be going around and just doing random acts of kindness. <gasps> and so I'm really looking like forward. Like in real life? Um, no, I think the idea is that they're going to be dropping into people's streams oh, and okay. rating people's got it, got streams it. and then like gifting subs and doing oh, things nice. like that. Um, I'm not sure exactly what they're doing. They may have an IRL component to that, but if you are looking for a feel-good thing to watch this Saturday, 
Hopefully you guys can check out twitch.tv slash zombiekills or twitch.tv slash spawn on me. And then come visit me for this Scream stream. Ooh. I'm definitely going to need people to play with. So hopefully if you guys uh, are staying home, which you should be, and not going anywhere, don't do that. Wah, wah. Be a responsible citizen. <laughs> Eat lots of candy in your pajamas. It'll oh. be great. We can hang out together. I'm a strawberry. <laughs> should, I, should I break out the strawberry? Yes. 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 Do you still have that somewhere here? Uh, yes, I definitely do. I'm like, I don't know where I don't know where it would be. It's but. up in one of those boxes up there. Oh, great! But you know, <laughs> I have to figure out what I'm gonna do. I think what I, my plan was to wear my skeleton sweatsuit oh, and then that's so paint, cozy. and then paint a skeleton on my face. Mm. Mm. Do skeleton face paint. Do it. That looks like fun or sounds like fun. Yeah. You want to come paint faces? I'm sad I don't have a skull. Com like com I have a skeleton. extra tank top. So you could wear the long sleeve shirt, the cozy one, and I could wear the tank top. Okay. You just have to wear black sweatpants. Uh, yeah, I'll wear my Hello Kitty ones. <laughs> you don't have to pull, pull too hard on that like, one. We can paint our faces as skeletons. That sounds fun. Yeah. I definitely feel like I want to carve a pumpkin too. I know I'm rambling now. We're doing announcements. Okay, yeah, sorry. The announcement is now we're talking about Halloween plants. That's it. <laughs> yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's it for announcements, everybody. Hopefully we'll see you on Saturday. It is the second segment of the What's Good Games podcast, and this is where we talk about what we've been playing. And this week, all three of us have been playing Watch Dogs Legion. Thank uh, you, dude. I believe it is pronounced Wurchdergs. Wurchdergs. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. Also, uh, I cut you off. Uh, let me start over. Uh, this week, all three of us have been playing Wurchdergs. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you to Ubisoft for sending over pre-release codes so that we may evaluate the game. Disclaimer done. We have obviously done coverage on this game a couple of times, been to a couple of different preview events. So I was personally really looking forward to this game, but I'm actually more looking forward to what you two have to say about the game. So cool. you both are still pretty early in the game. Is, yeah. that, is that right? Yes. Very. I'm definitely, yeah, I'm cleared out like definitely through the intro stuff and past that, but I'm not like super deep into it yet. That's what okay. she said. Yeah, I'm like maybe <laughs> five hours in. And I don't even, th I've done the only one main mission, but I've been spending my time wandering around just like collecting people for my posse. Like, hey, you're a construction oh, so you're, worker. See, I just do that as I drive by. So like as you oh. drive by, you can still, you can still hit the left bumper or whatever your controls are mm -hmm. um, and scan people. And so I scan them as either the auto drive is going. <laughs> if you like really want to get hands That's off with it. That's efficient. Nice. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, I like your outfit. And then I just save them to like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll come after you later. Like I'll put you in the database. <laughs> yeah. So I'm actually like spoilers, not really spoilers, TLDR. I'm having a good time with it. Um, the one thing though, I'm, I was kind of confused at first is after you get through the intro, you're kind of like, okay, I had this huge world in front of me. Now what do I do? And yeah. it's like, here's a main mission you can do. But knowing what I know about Watchdog Legion, I have a dog hair in my mouth. I felt compelled to... Do you have a watchdog hair in your mouth? Oh, I miss opportunity, oh, man. how dare you. Shit. Good job, Simer. <laughs> I felt compelled. That I felt like I needed to recruit people because I didn't know when I would need someone. So I spent like these four hours just kind of wandering around London, which looks gorgeous, by the way, and recruiting everyone. So I have a construction worker. I have a doctor. I have a police officer. I have a game coder. And I have a guy from Albion on my team. 
And so far, like just doing some of the side stuff, it's been incredibly helpful to have people from all walks of life because then you can kind of blend in with these restricted areas. And obviously each restricted area, you need to have a certain costume or you aren't like you're not immune from being busted, but you just have to kind of keep right. your distance. You're but just you, a little bit more incognito. Yeah, yeah. You can walk around and you just kind of have to make sure you stay a little bit far away from people. And that's been really fun. And I was always worried that because there's, I mean, endless characters to this game in terms of like who you want to recruit, that there wouldn't be enough narrative or character, interesting characters to keep me hooked. But I have to say it works. And I don't know if it's because it's taking that approach that I, that I didn't anticipate, which is, because a lot of these characters do have a backstory, actually they all have a pretty deep backstory if you want to like read about them in their little info section. But you almost get to like role play a little bit more in that sense because they are so almost anonymous in that regard. But yeah. I'm like, okay, you, you can imprint your own. Yeah, yeah, you really can, and it and it works. And I don't know if it's because the city feels so alive and bustling that these characters don't feel boring and lame. They're like, okay, like, hey, like, you don't need a super, like, oh my god, character, because you obviously have that in the form of NPCs in the background because you have the city itself, which is almost its own character. That always, like, something's always happening. But it, it's for working. Sure. Yeah. I wonder if maybe we should back up a little bit, just in case you've never, for some reason, heard of Watch Dog Leech. Even though we've before. talked about it on the show a gajillion times. We've talked about the show you a monsters. lot. But it's always just a good to do a little tldr for it i think sure um so obviously this is an open world game from ubisoft the main uh i would say shtick of it is that there are no well not that there are no but there are very few um traditional characters and you can recruit literally anybody in the city of london so they've built like i would just like to first off a little mini round of applause the fact that they actually made this shit work uh because <laughs> When they first talked about that concept, I was like, oh, that sounds like a technological nightmare. How on mm -hmm. earth are you ever going to do that? Yep. Um, and they did it. So uh, granted, again, I'm not super far into the game yet. So I personally haven't run into any tech yet um, in the few hours that I've played. But I'm, I, ha I will say I do notice that with open world games, they kind of get buggier the more you get into them. So I'm you know, put a pin in that. We'll, we'll come back to that one later. Uh, but I do think that what you were saying, Britt, is is very true of, honestly, of what most open world games should strive to be, which is that the city itself is a character, um, and then you have the other ones on top of it that are really more, I mean, honestly, just fun pawns. Like, that's mm -hmm. what all of the characters are. They aren't really designed to be uh, major narrative carriers in any sort of way. They do all have their own little unique quirks in terms of at least so far I've... Um, they have different voices or different ways of talking, which has kept it interesting for me. I picked somebody at the very beginning and then loaded into the game and I was like, oh no, I can't, I can't listen to you <laughs> for that happened to me with my starting character as well. <laughs> yeah. So then I immediately was just like the, ne the next time I got, it was like, so, and so you completed a mission and then you got another recruit automatically. And I just swapped over to her. And I was like, oh, yes, this this is much better. I can, yeah, I can roll with this. So that's part of the whole Legion aspect. So if you're not familiar with the Watch Dogs franchise, essentially you are part of a hacker group, more of like a vigilante group called DeadSec. You're in London after a terrorist attack has occurred from this group called Zero Day that has pinned it on DeadSec so that the general public thinks that DeadSec com committed this terrorist act where they blew up uh, and exploded multiple parts of the city of London. And your job as a DedSec operative is to find out who was really behind the bombings in London and how can you, you know, bring their 
crimes to light and make sure people are brought to justice. And so throughout the process of the Watch Dogs Legion, you're essentially trying to uncover who started this plot, who carried it out, who were the villains, so to speak. And what you discover as you go through the game is that it's a lot, there's a lot more people involved than you could have imagined. And there's some really bad people in the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm sure. Uh, I think what Brit mentioned, she's like, oh, I've got, oh, God. I forgot what Granny the Swan. Granny just clocked somebody right in the head. Um, where Albion is the the basically private military group that has now been allowed to take over London. And um, in the beginning of the game, you can kind of see a lot of propaganda where they're like, everything is fine, everything is great. But the um, Albion is like actively killing people or beating them up in the streets. And like, it's a very mil- militaristic state. Um, which obviously, I don't know, for me, I was like, this feels a little too... A little real. <laughs> a little too real. Yeah, of like exactly. what our future could be. I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, but I did start to get into it and definitely got to, to have that suspension of disbelief and, and really actually more enjoy it. So, um, so far, I am having a good time, I will say. Yeah, no, me too. And I think that there's definitely some valid criticisms, which we'll get into in just a second. But I did want to focus on the things that I'm also having fun with. So I think one of the things that really excited me for my preview events, if you guys remember, is just the sheer amount of diversity in the characters, the idea that you can play anybody and they all have these backstories and they all have these unique missions being able to go on the recruitment missions has been something really interesting so there was a mission that I did in one of my preview events that took me to a location that I went back to and I recognized the location but the reason I was there and how I completed my mission in that exact same location in my playthrough now was completely different and I think that's what's really exciting and innovative about what Ubisoft is doing with Watch Dogs Legion now the problem of course is that you can see a little bit of how the sausage is being made in terms of how the randomly generated parts of their algorithm is coming together so one of the things that Steimer and I really kind of were bummed about and the reason why we got rid of our starting character was because the voices sounded really unnatural it's very obvious when you come across a character whose voice has been obviously voiced by a real human but has been modulated by a computer to sound like a different person's voice but it's clearly just some kind of tone and pitch shift Mm. that makes it sound like they're working with a voice modulator because clearly they are And that, to me, was really immersion-breaking in a way that was a bummer. It was that, for me, um, in addition to the script and the way that they had written that character, it was just really odd to me. Um, And I I don't notice that at all with the other one, which I think is interesting. So uh, when I immediately switched over, that girl became much more... (laughs) like me a little bit like less like the, the first girl was just like yeah dead sick hell yeah obviously not in that accent <laughs> different accent but um, was just like way too excited about everything and I just thought it felt off and that wouldn't necessarily be what you would say when you were like hey I might get murdered in this new job that I'm deciding to take on hell yeah let's go oh, that's do it funny. Like, exactly because I'm still using my main character that I selected because I really like him and I think he uh, so yeah I guess it just depends on who you did pick. he ever say like hell yeah let's go info set or not info set no nah set. he was pretty chill actually he has he's an older gentleman and he has an accent from somewhere yeah I like that was the interesting part and so I do think it's I think it's cool that they have each of them have a slightly different personality aka they will speak a different way yeah um but 
as Andrea said, sometimes those voices and the way they've, they've come about them, it just makes it sound a little off. Not pleasing to the ear. That's fair. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I have a little bit of B-roll up here from my preview event. I haven't captured anything from my current playthrough, but I am going to be streaming the game. So by the time you guys hear the podcast, I will have already done my stream on Thursday. So you can check that out at twitch.tv slash what's good games. If you want to see some of the new gameplay, but what I like is that you get to meet these characters in the world that, you know, ha- feel like they're real people. Mm-hmm. And that to me is something worth applauding that they did so much work writing these characters that make them feel authentic. And what I have kind of done is I've built a squad of all like, like badass ladies. So I had a guy who was auto assigned to me and I just like dismissed him. I retired him <laughs> as an operative. And I was like, I'm only going to have a, a, a lady crew. And so I have a pretty diverse cross section of, of women on the team. But what I think is, you know, kind of important that to bring up was a criticism I had during my preview events is becoming more apparent the longer I spend in Watch Dogs Legion's version of London is that some of these characters feel like they're like Mr. Potato Head together, Mm. right? Like you can tell that like this hair model went on with this nose and this skin color and this voice and the game kind of put them all together. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work. And that's just something you're going to have to experience for yourself because, again, everybody's game is going to be different. It's not like these characters are unique. The only ones that are are like the key NPCs in the game that are from the specific factions or that are part of the main storyline. Otherwise, these characters that you're going to have in your world are going to be very different than the ones that are in my game versus Steimer game or or Brit's game. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. I thought it was interesting and I, and I like this um, about it as well as like, so when you start to re- recruit multiple people and Brittany, you can probably also speak to this when they all start to talk to each other a little bit, or like when you get into those cutscenes where everyone's coming together and you're like, here's my little ragtag band of misfits. Uh, adorable. Uh, I am not currently trying to build my team out in any particular way. Uh, I'm really just picking like, like I w- when I went to the construction site, which is part of what you'll do, to pick out a construction worker, I just went for the hottest guy. Oh, funny! So I haven't. I was ex- like, hmm. I haven't experienced any of those cutscenes yet. Amazing! I've just like I, I said, that. I've taken this weird direction where I'm just kind of like wandering around and trying to learn like how does this game work? And I need to stop. I need to reel myself in because this is how I know yeah. I'll burn out like ASAP. So I've been doing some. I think they're called evidence missions where you're gathering evidence to try to lower the people's faith in um i think it's albion and then i've been trying to find some tech points here and there so i can get some snazzy new upgrades but yeah like i said i've done one main mission and that was some evidence gathering or propaganda busting or something like that so i haven't had any of those cutscenes, but that's cool yeah free or whatever exactly but yeah Yeah, i mean i also kind of was like oh maybe i'll just like wander around and grab some tech points and i did for a little bit um and then I just was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm now I'm gonna I'm just gonna dive back into the story and go and see what's going on there because I know that I will get to the point where I want to just wander, but right now I'm like, okay, I want to see what's what's going on here with the story. So, how do you ladies feel about the tech points? Because I almost wish they were just given to you natively, like when you complete a quest or you recruit someone, you get like a little here and there. I just don't, and maybe this is a personal thing, but I always don't like it when you have to go out of your way to try to find something to better your equipment or your characters. Yeah, so I am kind of, I'm, I see both directions. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that when you clear a burrow, 
like the fog of war has disappeared. You do like the little bullet point missions. It reveals additional tech points. It's also very clear that you're never going to need to really chase down all of those tech points because you're probably going to figure out early on which of the gadgets you want to use. And hot swapping the gadgets is sort of easy, but like once you're in a mission or you're in a restricted area or in combat, when you would want to hot swap your gadgets, like you do, for example, in The Division 2, where you can have multiple gadgets, you can't. Mm. And then you either need to fail the mission or you have to run away from the mission, get out of combat. And then you can change your gadget and you can really only have one gadget up at a time. Now, that said, there are specific NPCs that have specialty gadgets. So I finally found the beekeeper that Rihanna played with (gasps) in her preview event. And she's got this like special swarm of like these little microbots. Oh, my God. Wait, that's straight up out of Black Mirror. Yes. Oh, no, that's freaky. (laughs) So, and she's got <laughs> an electrostatic beekeeper suit, which makes her immune to shock attacks, which is really great. Yeah. Oh my God, I want to go find this person. The uh-huh. only thing that bums me out about it, so she's one of the borough okay. mission okay. rewards, cool. is that you can't really, if you change her clothes, oh. um, you know, she doesn't wear, she doesn't wear the beekeeper suit, but she does when you're in combat. So there's, there's that, but I do, I do love putting on my badass bitches in high heels and making them run around London and, and fight people. Hell like, yeah. Um, it's it's fun. Uh, Ginger we'll get, Rogers should be the name of your <laughs> squad. Seriously, we'll get into the shopping and how much I love the shopping oh, and watch yes, in a second. A um, but what I going back to the tech points, I have discovered that, you know, there's a couple of things that you'll figure out that you want kind of right away, like being able to you know, disable all the different kinds of drones that are going to come after you, being able to, you know, upgrade your cloak. So I did AR cloak and the stealth cloak upgrades first. I was like, Mm, that's what I've been doing. Because this, yeah, because this game makes it very clear that you are not supposed to be in combat. So I didn't even bother with buying the additional guns. Oh my God. I accidentally, well, I didn't accidentally, but I didn't realize (laughs) when I switched to another character that she really has like a a stun gun. Like it's the wimpiest They're all non-lethal. Yeah, and I was like, Fuck. <laughs> god damn it i need to kill it like a whole swarm of people came down on me and i had to kill them all with this like wimpy ass little yep. thing and i was just like i don't know what to do i need to get in that room and you're all in there so goodbye yeah <laughs> there's specific characters like the albion guards have real guns like the albion guard that i recruited uh she has like an lmg which oh. is pretty which is pretty Ooh, powerful but I'm trying not to kill people because the whole idea... I'm also... But when they're trying to kill me, I kill them. (laughs) Yeah. I'm with you. Fair game at that point. But I'm also... Yeah, I have been going... Like, I do try and go in stealth if I can. There was just that one mission where I don't know how I could have really... Like, uh, maybe I should have cloaked more. I don't know. But it was just like, (laughs) they're everywhere. So, like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes you can. I mean, I'm a big fan of the the takedown with the the cloak. So, Mm -hmm. I shroud them. So in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, there was a shroud mechanic as well, but those bodies actually disappear because you're like in the animus. But here they don't disappear. They're just cloaked. So other guards can, can technically bump like them? bump into them and then oh find oh. their shrouded bodies, but they're more <laughs> difficult to find because they're invisible. Yeah. But their bodies are still technically there. Huh. Um, but it was the first thing I invested in. But yeah, the tech points are awarded for some of the main story missions mm. and then otherwise you have to just go chase them down. Oh, that's the good to know world. that you do get them for main story missions. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you do. And most of the 
gadgets and things and the upgrades aren't too expensive. They range from like 15 to 35 or 40 tech points. And when you pick up a tech point in the open world, they're 10 points a piece. But most of the main story missions award them in increments of 20. Ooh, so okay. it's pretty easy to get the tech points, but you just have to go after them. So it's annoying, but not... Not too bad. Difficult. I didn't yeah, yeah. mind it because, again, like you mentioned, when they when they clear the fog of war, when you do like the the few missions required to clear a bur- or not clear it, but make the burrow defiant, um, it's like here's everything. You're like neat, so I can like take my time and wander around and pick up points when I need them or as needed. And I also don't feel like this map was overwhelming to me, at least so far. I suppose it is possible you would know better because you're farther into the game than I am. But right now I'm like, okay, this map is not super cluttered. So I dig it. Like I know where the shops are. I can go, I can go get my clothes. Um, <laughs> I know where the tech points are. So if I feel like hunting something, I can go get that. There do seem to be other mini things to do like courier missions or, or things like that. But mm-hmm. they seem very optional. Like to the point where I think I did one I was just like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to do this. And the <laughs> yeah, I haven't felt compelled to do them either. I'm like, okay, that's cool. It's a thing, but yeah, I did one of the Parcel Fox missions, and then I was like, I'm not doing this again, because the Albion guards will chase you, so yeah. you have to outrun them, uh, and then you don't really get that much ETO. You yeah, get, I like, a so couple either. hundred ETO. Yeah. Obviously, they you can scale. buy some shoes. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, barely. I yeah. mean, most of the good stuff is at least a couple thousand ETO in the game. But Some essentially, there's they scale in difficulty. Shoes. Payless, there you go. <laughs> Listen, don't you not be knocking. I'm not knocking. Don't I'm you be knocking. That's payless the price shoes. Range. I love Payless. That's R- the price range <laughs> that they give you for those missions. Yeah. You're not gonna buy some Louboutins doing some no. Parcel Fox shit. You're not gonna get the fancy knee-high <laughs> sparkly boots that you want. No. You're gonna get the regular sneakers. Correct. Um, that was only my point. I'm not no. knocking Payless. Mm-hmm. It's a good. It's a. It's a good point. But Payless is gone now. They oh shit! Wait, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Lost that. Lost that memo um, but i think that that really just echoes that this game is not pushing themselves in the way that i was really hoping i think they really stand out as i've mentioned in the diversity of their npcs i don't think they really stand out in almost any other aspect and that's a giant bummer because i'm having a lot of fun in this game but this game doesn't feel like the gameplay is something that's very different than everything else I've played before. And it's honestly not even the, one of the better Ubisoft games I've played. And it's coming out right next to Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is a gorgeous game that I think is really going to pull focus from this game. And this game has been in development for so long. I just, I don't know how to reckon with the idea that I feel like I've seen this game before. Even the narrative doesn't feel like it's really pulling me in because it feels like we've seen it before. You've got a shadowy, cloaky terrorist group that has an agenda where we have to reset society. They're the Reapers 2.0. Yeah, <laughs> to do so, we have to tear it down to reset it. And I know that that's been a common criticism from other people who have reviewed the game as well. And so it's like, well, you don't have a centralized character. How do you feel compelled? And like, while I still feel sympathy towards DeadSec and their mission. At the same time, the way that the game is set up makes me feel like I'm not as immersed as I want to be. So I was telling Steimer or Brittany about this gameplay experience I had. Because oh. it does have that open world chaos factor 
that a game like Just Cause has, that a game like GTA has, Mm -hmm. where when you're driving around, shit just goes sideways really quickly for like the smallest of errors, (laughs) right? You accidentally like bump into an Albion guard and they're like... Five stars. Yeah, they like (laughs) push you back and then I, of course, can't just walk away. So I fight them and I'm like, anytime I see anybody getting beat up by an Albion guard, I have to fight them or rescue them. Some random dudes tried to fight me. They weren't even Albion. They were just like... They are probably was, like Clan Kelly people. Oh, yeah. Maybe. The gangs I was just in like, the game. why? And then I, I tried to shop. And then when I was, I got into the shopping mode. And then somebody hit me out of shopping mode. <laughs> oh, and you're no. like, excuse was me. Like, I was shopping. I was trying to buy a shirt. Could you not? Like, just leave me alone. Oh, um, my God. And gosh. then I just ran away. I was like, I don't feel like hurting them so yeah. Well, yeah and this is the problem i was mm-hmm. doing a mission where i had to take an ambulance and drop it off at a hospital and essentially an escort mission and on the way because the driving is wildly inconsistent between vehicles i accidentally clipped a pedestrian Arr! as i was driving right in front of an Albion guard and so they started chasing me i originally uh. I, I immediately got one like star you know it's like a five like they're, a gta yeah, system yeah they're like triangles but it's like the mercenary system in assassin's creed where you get one guy following you and you get up to like five people mm-hmm. that are hunting your ass and it's the same thing here it's a one to five star rating system and then in my attempt to shake this tail that i had i ended up murdering like seven more pedestrians <laughs> That's, That's what amazing. happened to me. I so there's all these cars scattered around the city, right? Where you can just hop in and you can yeah, take. Yeah, just get in. You Nobody's get in. driving them. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, okay, my very first car. That's what happened. Is I found a car on the side of the road. I'm like, okay, cool. I can just get in any car I want. Maybe some of these are self-driving cars. I don't know. Well, you can see where this is going. I was in the middle of the street. I needed a car. I jacked someone's car. And next thing, well, it was I actually someone in the car. Oh yeah, driving. Well, if the cars are moving, they were moving. Yeah, then you're stealing well, them. No, because. I mean, I've managed to steal cars on the street that no one's because they all if they have the A on it, it means like it's automatically being driven. I did not know that. There's no one in the car. And so I just get I grab those guys. It's an autonomous car. Yeah, they're just like cars running around with nobody in them. Bernie, I didn't realize that either. I only take cars that are parked on the side of the road. The taxis. Yeah, me too, because I was so scared. Oh, that's good to know. Okay, because I took a car. Someone was in it. Uh, I had the whole fucking like city of London after mass because I panicked. (laughs) I hate being chasing games. I absolutely panicked. They were finding me because of all the check points I was like crossing over and then eventually I used my cloak and then I got away but I will say I love how the fast travel system is like there's a lot of subways that you can fast travel to so it's really easy to like go back yeah so okay is there only one save there's no way to create separate saves is there for this game I have not seen no. a save uh, button. Not having a manual save has been driving me a little bonkers. Dude, it's yes. really, honestly, it's fucking dangerous with a game like this. Like because of the way that open world games can break, to not allow you to have multiple saves is a little terrifying. Yes, because you can't go back. Like if something is borked. It's just borked. Like your game file, like they need to patch it or figure something out. Yeah. So they are doing a day one patch, but I've asked them for details on what that day one patch includes Mm -hmm. and they have not given me the details yet. Hopefully manual saves. But I hope so. Probably not, but I've had four hard dashboard crashes playing oh this no game. that sucks and i've been played on xbox one x mm-hmm. and i've been bummed but i also am not surprised because this game is loading so many assets in and out of the world yeah that i'm not surprised that they're having these kinds of crashes but they aren't 
like they're totally random. Like it's not like a, I'm going into the same part of the menu or the same type of cutscene. It's just like they're just happening randomly. It just gives up. Well, right, yeah. yeah. And the game just hard crashes to the dashboard, completely shuts down, and then has to completely reload and reload. Where it bit me Thank in the ass not had that. was when I was trying to recruit a construction worker, and this person's mission had like two or three different steps to it, and I got through two of them, and then on the third one, I was hacking into a Clan Kelly hideout. Um, but it turns out I was a little too close to the entrance. And as I was trying to defuse, I think it was a car bomb I was trying to defuse remotely. Um, I just somehow, uh, what's the AI's name? The guy. Bagley. Bagley. He's like, oh, I don't think the client will like that very much. And then it was like, mission failed. And I was like, what just happened? And it turns out they discovered me because I was hanging outside of the facility. They shot me, blew my cover. And then I just lost all of that progress. And now the construction worker doesn't like um, dead, dead sec. Tech. And now I don't know what my next step needs to be. I guess it would be to go talk to him again, but I already recruited another one, so get fucked. But at the same time, I was like, oh shit, like I can't reload this and try it again because especially when it comes to like stealth missions or whatnot, like I, I'm someone who yeah. needs a little assistance with that. But it sounds like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck up and you're just fucked. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. So far, that is exactly what, what the case Alrighty. is. Alrighty. Yeah. I'll be careful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, I think what the overall impression I've had, and I've put about 20 plus hours into the game at this point, and I've cleared six of the nine boroughs and not knowing, because it's a little bit hard to tell. Again, this is a classic Ubisoft problem where the game doesn't really communicate to the player when you should stop doing side content and you should yeah. focus on the main path because mm -hmm. you're really what if it pulls a day's gone and it's like surprise here's a whole other part of this oh, map oh my god <laughs> they, i mean who knows they might um that i got to i went back to the main story because i'd been i'd not been ignoring the main story but i was you know i it really bothers me when i see people ge getting beat up on the street for nothing and so in order to get albion's presence lowered you have to clear the burrows and so i focused on doing that so i could then walk around and shop in peace and not have to like <laughs> rescue people constantly. Um, and then I got back to the main story and they tried to tutorialize how to use uniforms after I'd been playing the game for about 20 hours. And I'm like, why is the game doing this now because it's assuming that you are going through the main story until a certain point which is why I like which is why I did go through it actually but mm -hmm. I was like okay I'm just gonna like fucking follow the story because I assume they're gonna want to teach me a lot of shit at like mm -hmm. over the course of this narrative path maybe that's all the narrative path is maybe it's just teaching you how to play the game who can say <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, like um Given what happened with me in Ghost of Tsushima, I was like, I'm not making this mistake again <laughs> where I couldn't assassinate anybody for like five hours. And I just didn't know what to do. Like, no, no, no. I'm going to go through until it feels like they're done teaching me shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, Smart. Just, like, it, it just feels like a really fun open world game that easily could have come out seven, eight years ago at the beginning of the generation. And that's kind of a bummer, but it's still fun, you know? So that's the thing is like, do you want to spend your $60, $70 on Watch Dogs Legion knowing that you have this cool, unique mechanic of being able to recruit all different kinds of people that, you know, really help dictate what kind of play style you want for each mission on the caveat that, you know, the gameplay itself is really not that innovative. It's For me, I'm like, the gameplay is solid enough. And 
I haven't played a game like this in a, in a long enough time. I also never played any of the prior watchdogs. Um, so to me, it feels new and I'm like, oh, okay, neat. Yeah. I've always saw this on the preview events that I've been to and played those, but I never actually really dived into any of them. Um, so I am looking forward to spending more time with this game. And I also think, yes, I mean, yeah, it had, loses a little bit of points for generacy, but like also who cares kind of at the same time. Mm. Um, no, I it, mean, what a hundred percent, like it, it either matters to you or it doesn't. Yeah. But I, um, also would say for me, I am looking forward to continuing on this more than I would be to, if it were even Assassin's Creed. And that's actually not a knock on Assassin's Creed. I think the Assassin's Creed stories are more interesting. However, again, from there, I'm like that. I insta look at the maps and I'm like, no, I can't do this. (laughs) I just cannot. So when I was looking at the map of London, I was like, I can do this. This feels doable. Great. Finally, an open world game that doesn't make me want to kill myself. This is amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I'm with you, Cyber. I'm totally with you. I also haven't played a game like this in a while. So for that reason, I'm like, okay, like, yeah, I'm excited to spend more time here. Like, it's gorgeous to look at. Like Andrea mentioned, the draw distance on it's really good. It's like, oh, wow, like this just looks really fun. And the, the city is alive and it's so much a character in itself that it's, it's exciting to just be in that world. But, you know, there's some certain games coming up that I'm very, very, very excited about that I will absolutely prioritize over this. But that said, like, I would like to come back to this someday or sometime. But it's like, when? I don't know. I think Re put it best when she was previewing it. She said, I think this is a game that I'll play, like, a good amount of, but I don't know if it's a game I'll finish. Do we know what the sure, average I think that's game, fair. Do you know what the average gameplay is for the, like the the runtime for this? I do not. I don't know either. No, I don't know if they um, mentioned I'm that. I'm planning on finishing the mm-hmm. story campaign so I can let you know because I have no desire to go collect all of the different things. Like there's a lot of narrative world building items that you can collect data te- points like audio files and oh, text yeah. files. I, I only and do all that, that if it's within there. my line of sight. Yeah. And then otherwise I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And there's like, you know, the masks that you wear are collectible. So I've been going for those a couple of fun. those. Um, I found this really fun, like black and gold pig mask, which is, really I have a robot cardboard mask that nice. I really like. And I was like, Oh my God, I love it. Yes. I have like a Roman like, I do find like, there's just little, like really fun elements to this game. Style is one of them, which I think we should oh, talk about now. Yes. Yeah. Go for it. Stimer. Oh, I, no, I was going to talk about, I was going to kick it over to you. Cause you've been doing more shopping. than oh. I have. I've been window shopping a lot. Same. Don't we don't have any right money. Now. We're poor. Yeah. I, I've bought a I've bought a lot of stuff so far. Um, so I had mentioned the shopping in my preview about how excited I was that there's just so many diverse styles and there's whole shopping malls that you can go to in this game and in it Regent makes Street. me so excited. Yeah, wait, which one did you go to? A Regent Street. Regent Street. I didn't go to that one. There's one. Um, there's one in Camden. I went to the one by Piccadilly Circus. Um, but there's whole areas that are like real shopping malls that exist in actual London that they have recreated in the game. And so when you go there, there's like eight, nine, sometimes even up to 10 different stalls that you can go to and buy different styles of clothing. And I, I love that. I love, obviously everybody who watches me stream knows that I love doing fashion shows. Um, and I love the customization and I love that it feels like not only does your team of operatives feel unique to you because you've recruited them and then gone on their missions, but now you get to kind of dress them up the way you want them to as well, which was super fun. And there's such a diverse offering of humans out there, skin tones, hair, you know, facial hair, ages, body types. There's a whole bunch of different types of representation, which I think is really great. 
I heard some other outlets complaining about the way the hair is animated. And I was like, are we really doing this? Like, no, like hair, animating hair is incredibly difficult. And so far, I feel like the only game that's done it wildly successful is Final Fantasy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they take their hair very they seriously. They but when yeah. you're doing something so unique, the way that they're generating these NPCs in the world, of course, they're, it's not they're gonna not going to look yeah. perfect. Yeah. And I'm not docking them points on that. Of all the things to nitpick in this game, the way the hair is animated is not it for me. Mm -hmm. But I I love that the style feels unique and that you can really lean into, do I want to be flamboyant and wear sparkles? Do I want to wear all sports gear? Do I want to wear all business suits and leather shoes? You know, I like, also think it's fun to like try. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's okay. But like to try and keep their personality flowing through fashion, even ah. as you upgrade it. So like I got a hacker girl. I was like, okay, I'm kind of like feeling your style, but I don't want you to wear this thing. I want you to wear like this other site version of it. And like, give you an evolution here and i've like that's how i've been like you gave her people. a glow up i did glow i gave her a little up. bit of a glow up i was like no more kilt here's some fancy <laughs> no more kilt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like that's part of what i've been i mean it's not the best way to play this game so i wouldn't recommend it but i like i saw a dude walking down the street in a green suit and i was like yes putting you on my list of people <laughs> go get i like your I outfit think your style your sense of style is awesome and i would like to be friends with you so i have a <laughs> question with, with it i have a, a construction worker who has really bad fashion can i buy him clothes or will yes. he lose his outfit okay no well, because the construction outfit is a selectable item on the wheel the weapon and gadget wheel ah. so when you hold up on the d-pad you'll the wheel will come up and then you'll be able to select their outfit and that you can put on before you go into a construction oh, site oh so hell yeah a couple of different people that have specialty uniforms and that's also where you can select the different guns you want to use because you can carry two different types of weapons um, or if you have a character that has a specialty weapon like the beekeeper has a specialty gun that she can shoot the swarms of bees that you send after people and make them explode amazing oh in a non-lethal attack amazing. tell me cool. later where the where to get this girl okay I to, i'll look i have to. to look up which borough it is yeah. i think it's on the eastern part of the map hilarious but if you hover over the boroughs it'll show you what operative is the reward oh, okay. and i have found that the reward operatives are way more powerful than just recruiting people on the street. So that's also a motivation oh. for me to have, go clear out the boroughs that's right away know. is that I could have rec uh, recruited a random drone operator, which BT dubs the drone operator that you get from the recruitment mission, also very OP. And mine was this really cool girl. Um, but I, the game incentivizes you or pushes you to recruit people by showing like a little green dot over specific NPCs in the world to be like, hey, you don't have a medic yet. Why don't you go recruit that hospital worker? Because they can then, you know, reduce your injury time or you don't have a government worker yet. They'll be able to reduce your team's arrest time or whatever. Oh. But they only usually have one or two stat buffs, whereas the operatives that you get from the borough missions have like three or four stat buffs. Okay, that's good to so, know. Okay, because I've yeah. just been like wandering on recruiting people because I thought that was the best way to do it. Good to know. I mean, it is for specific types of characters mm -hmm. and it also always comes back to play style, right? Like, what are the types of operatives that you enjoy OPS playing with? Fuck. Like, are you more sneaky? Are you more action focused? Do you want... Because they have a... One of the operatives that you can get from a borough mission is a footballer. Um, oh, is nice. a footballer fan. Oh. Um, and it's like a frenzied footballer fan who has a stat that says 
that they are a tough drunk, so they have higher melee resistance, and they can call in their football or fan oh, friends. Amazing. amazing. In combat, and I feel like that's like the quintessential operative for you. That that's perfect. Like no, that's awesome. Good to know. Speaking of funny like traits characters have, I always think it's funny when I find someone I want to recruit, but then they have the doomed attribute. Which yes, <laughs> doomed. Wait, I haven't seen that yet. It means is- spontaneous death. It will suffer a spontaneous death. And I'm like, what? well, I guess I'm not recruiting That's you then. That's horrible. Oh my God. Would they just have an aneurysm or something? I don't know. I have no idea because I haven't recruited one of them either. I guess this is a, a, a perfect time to say I'm not playing with permadeath Oh, on. good point. Oh, yeah. So that same. is a difficulty mode where you can play with permadeath. So if you lose an operative in a firefight, they will just be gone permanently. And I was like, no, thank you. Yeah, no. Yeah. I don't want to invest a bunch of time and into clothing. a character. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, only to have them die permanently. I'm not a glutton for punishment that way no i've never been one of those people I'm like mm-mm, no mm-hmm. that's no. too stre- too much stress no thank you but i mean overall i'm having fun with the game i think they're doing some really cool exciting things i just you know wish that they had maybe pushed themselves from a gameplay innovation perspective and not put all of their eggs of the innovation in the innovation basket when it came to their npc algorithm generator that's literally what they did yeah they were, they were like, okay, we're not going to really, like, we're, we're going to do nothing else except really try and make the system. Because, I mean, I'll be honest, the, the system is ambitious, so I don't fault them for being, I don't know if this game would have ever come out if they had tried to do <laughs> that and then also some other things on top of it. Um, it would be next gen only for sure, I'll say that. Uh, but, yeah, so, like, I don't necessarily fault them for it, but I, I don't know if it was necessarily the correct move. It mm-hmm. just feels like maybe ambition for ambition's sake. Hmm. yes yeah that was my big takeaway from the preview events too that it was like should they have gone in and edited this a little bit maybe perhaps but i am still solid i am so hopeful that maybe the story takes like a twist or a turn that i don't see coming but i feel like this story arc is going to play out exactly how you could probably predict it to i yeah yeah, i also don't know i will be curious to see but my my prediction is no it will be (laughs) It will be what you expect, yep. but mm-hmm. I hope it's not. Yeah. yeah. Brittany, any final thoughts? No. Like I said, I haven't only done one main mission, so I still have no, I mean, no like idea like where this could go or what it's going to be about. I mean, I have a general idea. You know, usually bad guys get, you know, the boot in the end. Hoo-hoo. Hoo-hoo. Yes. Yeah. But when dead sec will prevail. Yeah. I'm excited to keep playing. We will liberate but... London town. I do think the funny, one of the funnier elements is the fact that you can have dead sec on your bags and stuff like the logo oh. as if, because especially because at some point during the main story, they basically say Albion can kill you if they think you're part of dead sec. So just having that on your messenger bag seems like a I'm bad dead sick. Let's go. Hello, please kill me. Thanks. But fashion. <laughs> but it's so cute. This bag's adorable. I mean, they did a really good job animating the bags. Okay, the, no, bags, the bags are cute. cute. I actually kind of feel like so. Here are the things that they really invested in. They really invested in this automated, like this generation tool for all the characters, and then they also really invested in their fashion. They really should make a watchdogs merch line that is not everything. Cause I think that would be a little too much. many things, but a, a curated collection of the clothes from the game in real life, I think would be very cool. Yes. Absolutely. I would be all about that. I mean, Ubisoft games have always had historically really well done art from environmental art to character art. I love the textures on the clothing, yes. which is something you don't, 
always get in games, and I can't wait to see what this game looks like on the next-gen consoles. Me too. I'm also excited because I feel like the loading won't be as bad. Yes. It is a solid, like, minute or so. Yeah, it takes it takes a bit. It's a lot of, again, a lot of assets loading in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots of pixels and polygons and stuff. There's also the, the funnier part to me. It's not funny at all. I don't know why I prefaced it with that. But um, so what I've been doing, because I hate driving in video games in general. And as we've mentioned, driving can be very precarious if you accidentally hit somebody or whatever. So I just been turning it on auto drive, which thank God it has an auto drive. Uh, the <laughs> other benefit to this having having an auto drive is um it takes forever so you can go like do your laundry <laughs> brush your teeth you can wash your face you can put on a face mask Cyber. do the dishes i did a lot of those things while i was waiting for it to You're take so me to where i needed to go because it stops at every traffic light they follow the law it follows the law <laughs> nope. to a fucking t like and it goes the speed limit i it tried like, it i ran out of patience in two seconds i was like but oh, that's no. why you so have to slow. leave it's so, so, like, so slow i literally was like like so if you ever feel like you want to go get a tea or something that's when you put on auto drive and you walk away and you're just like i'm not even <laughs> not even looking at you nope. i'm gonna do some errands in my house that's hilarious like the stoplights are like in real time, I waited so long. I count. I counted because they have a little <laughs> clock in the bottom left-hand corner. Yeah, they do. I was like, how many real-world seconds is a watchdog's minute? And it's five. Five seconds of real time is Good a is a minute oh. in the game. And I was waiting for multiple in-game minutes for these stoplights because sometimes I would get into a situation where I was on a mission or something and I was like okay I could I could go around these people but I'm definitely going to either bang into one of these cars or hit somebody on the sidewalk because <laughs> the pedestrians throw themselves into the street if they see wouldn't driving you if you lived there <laughs> yeah, yeah I get scared yeah. so I throw myself into I'm oncoming like, traffic you know what so <laughs> why not <laughs> um, life's yeah, not very good here <laughs> the auto drive is, is a feature that you can take advantage of but yes um obviously if you guys are interested check it out for yourself the game is out now if you're listening to the podcast it is officially available on ps4 xbox one xbox one x and s and pc and ubisoft connect has officially launched with watchdogs legion which i'm very excited about because i want to take my progress to the new consoles and check it out but um thanks again to ubisoft for providing us code for checking it out and uh hope you guys enjoyed this segment and that's going to do it for our show for this week. I know at, at the top of the or at the end of the last segment, I had mentioned we were going to talk about a couple other games, but we decided to hold that stuff for next week and we'll have additional coverage for you um, on some other games that we haven't yet talked about that we can't talk about yet on <laughs> next week's episode. And we're very excited about it. So hopefully you guys have a good weekend planned and happy Halloween, everybody. Bye. Bye.